Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 65. The Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me podcast seeks to uh, uplift and edify with short bite-sized episodes uh, each day. Uh, usually dealing with the Come Follow Me materials, and we are continuing with that today. Uh, we are in March the 2nd to March the 8th, 2nd Nephi, chapters 31 to 33. This is the way. And we're going to move into the next section now, which covers the Holy Ghost will show me what I should do, which uh, covers 2nd Nephi 31, 17 to 20, and chapter 32. There is also a, a talk by Elder David A. Bednar, which we might try and get to tomorrow as well. Uh, but for today, we're going to begin at the start of uh, 2nd Nephi 32. Um, so Nephi <coughs> says in verse 1, And now behold, my beloved brethren, I suppose that ye ponder somewhat in your hearts concerning that which ye should do after ye have entered in by the way. But behold, why do ye ponder these things in your hearts? So, Nephi's people seem to be questioning something or not to be sure what to do after Nephi has taught them, uh, but he, he indicates that the Spirit will guide them. Uh, Matthew O. Richardson uh, said this, quote, The Spirit leads, guides, and shows us what to do. He will not, however, do for us what only we can do for ourselves. You see, the Holy Ghost cannot learn for us, feel for us, or act for us, because this would be contrary to the doctrine of agency. He can facilitate opportunities and invite us to learn, feel, and act. Close quote. And I think that uh, this is an important principle that we need to understand, that we need to put that effort in on our, on our part. That's why I think that the Come, Follow Me lessons in Sunday school and in other areas are becoming so much more guided towards a discussion where we are in, in what's the word, interactive work learners rather than being passive. Um, the, the more we engage with what we need to do and feel and learn and act, then the more we will internalize that and have that become part of our actions. Um, which is such an important thing. In uh, verse 2 it says, Do ye not remember that I said unto you that after ye had received the Holy Ghost, ye could speak with the tongue of angels? And now, how could ye speak with the tongue of angels, save it were by the Holy Ghost? Now, this tongue of angels uh, point is, uh, is, an is an important one. So, for full details on this, if you Google uh, no, the no, uh, Book of Mormon No Y 60, what is it to speak with the tongue of angels, it goes into a lot of depth into different uh, scriptural uh, accounts of angels and what this might mean in terms of speaking with the tongue of angels. But basically, it breaks it down into two potential um, you know, meanings of this. Uh, it says, quote, anyone speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost is in one important sense speaking with the tongue of angels, close quote. However, uh, they indicate another uh, important uh, meaning behind this phrase. They say, quote, today, worthy Latter-day Saints ritually ascend into the presence of God in temples across the world. For Lehi, Nephi and Isaiah, that, that ritual experience symbolized a literal ascent into the Lord's presence. And that invitation for all who are worthy to come into the Lord's presence and be exalted as a member of the heavenly assembly, one of the sons of God, has been extended in these last days. When we are sanctified by the Holy Ghost uh, and when we come to the presence of the Lord, we are then invited uh, to, to be in that presence. In fact, there was a, an interesting uh, point that was made about um, when Nephi had his vision uh, about Lehi's vision. Uh, he was interviewed first by the Spirit of the Lord. 
uh, suggesting that the spirit was functioning as a council witness to prove that Nephi was able to receive this higher knowledge from the from an angel and to be able to speak with the tongue of angels. Um, and so the Holy Ghost was this power um, being witnessed to show that Nephi was prepared for this and preparing him for it. Uh, that that's just an interesting uh, insight there. Anyway, I can't really do much justice. You'd have to have a look and study the full uh, details for yourself. I and mean, I certainly don't have time to go into it in full depth here. Uh, but I just want to signpost you to that because it is something which is important to consider. In verse 3, it says, Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost, wherefore they speak the words of Christ. Wherefore I said unto you, Feast upon the words of Christ, for behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what ye should do. And uh, this is an, a really important point. I've had some. Uh, I've had the opportunity to listen to a number of podcasts this week talking about this principle that the Holy Ghost will tell us all things what we should do. That we shouldn't just leave it uh, for the big decisions in our lives, but they can be for um, important daily decisions that we have to make. Um, Boyd K. Packer said this, quote, What I needed to know about the promptings I found in the Book of Mormon, perhaps the single greatest thing I learned from reading the Book of Mormon is that the voice of the Spirit comes as a feeling rather than a sound. You will learn, as I have learned, to listen for that voice that is felt rather than heard, close quote. Um, this uh, Holy Ghost is a feeling it is something which is there for us to be able to feel that prompting and guidance in our lives. But in order to really feel that, in order to really experience that, uh, we need to be prepared to feast upon the words of Christ. Uh, and this feasting is such an important uh, choice of words. It isn't just partaking of, it isn't just taking part in or even nibbling, but it is feasting on the words of Christ. And that's why when we want to receive the guidance and the personal revelation that we've been invited to receive by President Nelson, unless we are feasting on the words of Christ, it's difficult for the spirit to do this because we need to be preparing ourselves and spiritually, you know, readying our minds and our thoughts so that we can then receive that inspiration uh, and it is something which we must feast on. Now, how do we feast on the word of Christ? Well, we have a number of places where we can do this. Uh, we have the uh, Sabbath day worship, which we have at, the ch at church, where we partake of the sacrament. We have the scriptures themselves. We have the temple. We have so many things which we need to be feasting on. And it's not just a case of nibbling or doing every now and then. But if we truly immerse ourselves in these things, we will then start to feel the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives and hear that voice or feel that that prompting, as a, as a Boyd K. Packer suggested. Um, we then move forward <clears throat> into verse 5, which says, For behold, again, I say unto you that if you will enter in by the way and receive the Holy Ghost, it will show you unto you all things what you should do. And again, I think that these words are chosen very carefully. It's not just show you the important things you should do or show you some of the things you should do, but it's shown to you all things what you should do. Uh, Elaine S. Dalton uh, said this uh, about this point. Quote, In these latter days, there are no small decisions. The choices you are making right now are of critical importance. Agency, or the ability to choose, is one of God's greatest gifts to his children. It is the part it is part of the plan of happiness you and I chose and defended in our pre-mortal existence. Live your lives in such a way that you can listen to and hear the Holy Ghost, and he will help you make correct decisions. In fact, he will tell you all things what you should do. Close quote. There are no small decisions in our lives. 
There are no choices which will not have some sort of impact. And it is in making those choices by listening to those promptings that will guide and lead us. I was uh, listening to uh, an example. I think it was on the Don't Miss This podcast, or it may have been uh, the Scripture Study Project. I think it was one of those two. Um, But one of the um, hosts was talking about how they were making a seemingly simple choice in a a colour of a certain item they were going to buy for their missionary uh, child, uh, their their kind of uh, son or daughter on a mission. And they wanted to know which colour would make them the happiest. Now, on the on the face of it, that decision seems a very menial, you know, small choice. Well, it's the colour of an object. It's not particularly different. But they felt, you know, which colour should I choose? Which colour will make them the most happy? They felt this one. So they went with that one. And then they sent it. And they, you know, they had a really spiritual experience from that. And I think sometimes that we play down the feelings and choices that we make that um, we sometimes think, oh, that's just ourselves. That's just our mind making that choice. or that's just us making that choice, not not a divine intervention or such. But actually, I think that we are guided a lot more than we think we are. And if we um, seek to look for those uh, times where we are guided by prompting or feeling what we should do, then we'll recognize the Lord's hand in our life is evident. Uh, And that's something I'm hoping to look out for uh, a bit more as I uh, move forward from this day. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the study today. If there's anything that you've studied, please share it at mattsroberts90 on Twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can join us at the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Thank you very much to those that are on there and sharing your thoughts and feelings and things that you've studied. I'd love to hear more from you. Thank you for all you do. And until we meet again.